everybody. Welcome to the Disrupt Davao podcast. My name is Regina and I will be your host. This is a conversation series with entrepreneurs, innovators, and disruptors in Davao City during the times of COVID-19 pandemic. We want to know how our friends are doing, how their businesses are doing, how are they pivoting and thriving in this current climate. We want them to be heard, discovered, and more importantly, feel supported, especially under these extreme circumstances we are in today. So welcome to the show and let's get right to it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Disrupt Davao Podcast. This week, and I am sure I am not only speaking for myself here, but this week is a crazy week for a lot of us here in Davao City. With the curfews back in place, we had to adjust everything, make everything work for everyone, and we are just given a couple of days to get everything organized. And whew, we were able to do everything the best as we can and wow what what a crazy crazy week but anyway today everyone i'm very excited to have a digital marketing veteran and one of the virtual assistant pioneers in davao city and i find comfort in knowing that we are part of the same industry and i look forward to hearing her story her pandemic experience as a business owner and basically you know, learn from it and get inspired by it and how they pivot and overcome all these challenges during these uncertain times that we are in today. She is the co-founder and operations director of CoffeeBot Solutions, which is a Davo-based digital marketing agency that helps businesses locally and from across the globe grow their social media marketing, search engine optimization, web development, strategic lead generation, and customer support. And I know you've heard of her. She's everywhere. Please help me welcome Jessica Madrazo, a.k.a. the Digital Davoenia. Hi, Jess. Welcome to the show. Hi, Reg. I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited uh, to really dive deep into your business journey and this whole pandemic experience. But um, I think before we get started, if you can introduce yourself and CoffeeBot Solutions or Digital Devawenya. Yeah. So as as you said, um, I'm quite the, the veteran in the business. I've been in digital marketing for around 12 to 13 years, I think. I lost count. Wow. <laughs> um, my, my journey started when I was tasked to write um, the, uh, an ebook on the marriage of offline and online marketing. And from then, I, I, fall, I, I really fell in love and I continued with you know, the digital marketing field. Um, and so six years ago, um, I moved my um, home-based company uh, to the office and that's when you know we started um, being legal <laughs> yeah. you know when you're home base everything's all underground yeah. yeah so six years ago the company was registered um, we started off as an outsourcing company um, but then as more and more people really demanded digital marketing especially for the local uh, companies that's when yeah. we decided to specialize on those services most of your digital marketing clients are local or are you also serving um, foreign clients? Actually, uh, it's a mix. It's actually 50-50. Um, yeah. During the first two years, I believe majority of our clients were international. 
uh, we tried marketing to local companies, but they refused. And right. then two years later, they really reached out to us. And that's when they started asking for our services. And it was easier from from that time until today. Yeah, I want to get into that maybe a little bit later, but maybe we can get started with how your experience when the pandemic started. So there was like March, uh, March, April, and you know, with your team and you are office space as well, like ours. How did that whole experience like started? What did you do? Um, did you guys move to home base 100%? Uh, it was very, very tricky because one of our major clients, international clients, their business is cruising. Right. Yeah. And for, for, the, for the cruising industry, hospitality industry, it was yeah. really a total shutdown. So, of course, we had to stop our, our marketing services. Um, but then the others, you know, they were so stable during the start of the pandemic. We didn't really feel it yet. Yeah. Um, but for our office, we did decide to move everything home-based, even before the government required the, the companies to, you know, to shut down their offices. Because we really had a feeling, you know, we, we heard the news from other countries and we were really afraid. So some of our, some of our employees actually brought um, their computers from the office to their yeah. homes. We had to do that in order to make sure that everyone could work. And would you say like after this whole um, pandemic, your current setup, are you going back to the old setup once everything, you know, is, is back to normal or whatever normal was. Are you going back to the, are you doing a hybrid or what are your plans? I've always said um, a few years back, I've really made the decision to be agile when it comes yeah. to our operations, when it comes to our strategies. So I don't really want to make a conclusion. I have felt the difficulties of being home-based again, you know, the inability to train, um, keeping yeah. everyone connected uh, because we are a little more lenient when it comes to our hours, what with the situation. So it's not, uh, we used to have a, a, a 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., um, work time. Now we're a little more flexible, but because of that, it's more difficult to schedule meetings because of their internet. Right. I can't wait to actually see everyone launch the trainings that I, I want to do with them. Uh, but then again, like what you said, we don't really know what's coming. And, you know, there, there are also certain benefits to working home base. Um, I think they're able to really manage, well, some of them are able to manage their time, distribute yeah. work and hobbies. Some are having a little more uh, difficult time with it. My, my doors are always open, whether we end up with uh, going back to the office or being home-based or having like a hybrid setup. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because we have the same problem with meeting everyone together. It's just difficult that way. But then we've also realized moving even though we've tried the home base setup it's still tricky from home base to office and then back to home base and we thought we figured out like we've done this before yeah, yeah. we've been home based but then when we transition it was okay okay it's this is this is harder than we thought so we we there were a lot more we can't control the internet mm. and their their ambiance and you know but um i agree with you with ha having that difficulty to meet the rest of the team but I hope we can you know especially Christmas is coming we usually have the tradition <laughs> to to be together do you have plans for Christmas yet 
we have learned not to make any plans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of so course. Yeah. We are really just very flexible with things. We haven't even thought about that yet. Maybe um, because, uh, of course, we, we, we can't really gather so many people. We love the parties. I think if you've checked our page, we are yes. very fond of going out, going to the beach. Um, we even have the video key machine in our yeah. office for yeah. our off work hours. Uh, yeah, but now it's it's really we're we are not sure yet. There are no plans yet. We're hoping yeah. to get together for Christmas. Yeah, besides um internet connections and tech challenges and also not meeting with the other teams, do you have any other challenges you have with transition to home base? Because a lot of we still have companies now that are, that are doing hybrid because they mm-hmm. can't really bring the phone to yes. I mean, phone support or the VoIP um, yes. system to the, the house. So do you have any other challenges um, with transitioning to the home base um, in your team? Definitely, especially for the younger ones. So I have a mix of the, the really young, fresh grads yeah. in our office, but I also have some veterans. People yeah. I've worked with before, either home-based or you know from my previous company years ago. So uh, the, the veterans, they're aware of how to really manage their work when they're at home. Um, when they're able to make up for some so, so delay tasks. Um, but for the younger ones, it's really, really more difficult, uh, not just with the internet problems and with managing their tasks, but a lot of them are very social, very, very social. So during the first week, we were so hopeful it was going to be a temporary thing. We would get to go back to the office. We would always, um, you know, chat and exchange highs and hellos and say that we miss the office but now I can see from their posts on social media and also from the fact that they're not really responding on our group chats anymore that they're really affected by the situation not being able to see people um, not being able to interact and even if they don't they don't say it uh, I can really feel the the effects on them emotionally mentally it's because we're in the creative field Yes. So I can see their creativity declining. Of course, and yeah. It, it, their, their, their posts don't sound happy anymore. And, you know, it's just you can notice a, a sort of like recycling output. Yeah. So that's one of the major problems that I've seen, especially for the, for the younger staff. And that's difficult too, because like you mentioned, you are a creative agency, you know, like mm. a creative bunch of people. And that's really hard. I mean, um, from our team, from our perspective, we just recently got services for a psychiatrist um, because there was a need from one, uh, two, three, four of our staff. <laughs> they just really needed someone to talk to. And before I was, I feel like, okay, you know, I mean, different people process different differently yes. during this pandemic. But, you know, this is real. It's happening, the mental yes. state. Moving on, I think I've always also wanted to know your input because I really have fun talking to veterans in the virtual assistant industry. The difference between five, ten years ago to the virtual assistant industry now. Do you have a feel for how it is? Um, do you feel like it's harder to get more clients or is it harder to get quality VAs 
right now. Um, can you share a little bit of your insight on our current industry in the VA industry? Mm -hmm. Well, the main difference between five years ago and today is that um, back then, we were really a jack of all trades. Yes. So, yeah, we, we know how to um, create a website using WordPress. We also know how to write. If there's anything new that's thrown at us, uh, we feel yeah. like, yeah, I can do it. It's fine. Just give me two hours, I'll learn it, and then I'll do it. So that's the kind of mentality that we have now, uh, back then. But yeah. now, it's really all about specialization and not just a single specialization. So um, you either start as a specialist and then try to learn other things, or you start as a generalist and then look for a specialization. So right. the trend now, you can't do everything anymore, probably because um, it's also more taxing. Um, you know, <laughs> algorithms are more complicated, they're more demanding, tools are, are super high-tech, and there are so many features, and so yes. it's very difficult to learn if you're learning five different tools. Yeah. So that's the that's the main difference, um, which is why the veterans back then, you know, they're also specializing. Uh, specializing. Like I used to be, well, a jack of all trades too. But then I decided to to specialize on on digital marketing as well. So I can also feel it personally. Um, when it comes to hiring virtual assistants, yeah, um, I'm, the major issue that I have is, and I wish that the government is able to also address this, is I'm really hoping that a lot of the things that we do in the industry is being yeah. taught in school. Yes. Because we have to do so much training. And to think, you know, they've studied for four years for their degree and they're only able to use 20% of everything that they've learned. And then they have to learn something new once they start working again. So, yeah, maybe because it's a difference in mentality back mm. then and today. Um, when it comes to clients, uh, I think that it's, it's easier to find local clients now. Um, maybe because um, the industry here is ripe. They're already learning. They're more open to things now. But they need a lot of guidance. Now, companies internationally, they've been doing this for several years. And, you know, they, it's more of cost-cutting for them. So they're yeah. probably looking for the cheapest. And we, we just, our company cannot afford to work for them at those rates. So that's, that's what I see. Um, you're competing against a lot of people, unfortunately. Um, you know, some of them, well... Even if they're beginners, uh, I don't know, titles right now are different. Yeah. Yeah. So you really have to show your worth in order for you to get the, the value that you're looking for. That's where your digital marketing expertise comes, uh, you know, it was, is very helpful, especially in training, because you, need, you do need to shine um, against all the competitors. But I want to point out what you said first with the disconnect with the academe and the current um, industry that we have, the VAs. Yeah. We're so lucky that a lot of virtual assistant companies and agencies will do the training because one, the, the necessity because they, they need to onboard these applicants properly also. And I think, well, we do have, we've seen a lot of programs from the, the ICT and stuff yes. like that. But it's really the academe, if they can really add 
more of these stuff in, in, in their mm -hmm. curriculum. Um, the second one you mentioned is um, about the client. So a lot of, I've seen a lot of local businesses looking for a virtual assistant. But the problem is the VAs, at least I know, or in the, in the, in the associations we are in, they're charging dollar rate. Yes. Right? Exactly. It's, yes. it's so hard to recommend VAs because they're so used to this rate and they very little of them would like to offer these services to the local businesses. And if they do offer their services to the local businesses, they will leave as soon as they find a higher, you know, paying yes. client in the US. Yes. So yeah, unfortunately that's you know, that's I think if we can have more VAs offering their services to the local SMEs. That, that would be very helpful. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I really, I, I'm really doing a lot of trainings right now. Um, and I'm, I'm really establishing the, my, my training platform. Yeah. Is because a lot of the local companies can't afford to hire even us, our firm. Um, yeah. the, big, the big brands can, and we really appreciate that. But whenever the smaller companies inquire, and I see their faces whenever we, we mention our rates, um, I, yeah. I feel very sad that they are not able. They're willing to, but they are unable to get the services that they need. Um, so that's when I decided that, you know, maybe they can do it in-house. What if, what if I, I trained more businesses? And then anyway, when they get bigger, then they'll be able to hire the agencies. But I think it's very important that we empower them because if we yes. don't, they won't grow. And, and yes. that's equivalent to our economy. We have to help the, the SMEs, the smaller businesses, um, you know, also bring their businesses online. Because we're so exposed to the best practices in the West. Yeah and how they do these digital marketing. And then we see our local SMEs. I'm like, they're, they're so doing, far. From yeah, they're doing their Facebook page wrong. They're doing their, you know, so there's just so many things need to improve. Although there is effort. We can see it. There's training here and there, but there's a lot of, uh, they need help. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, they, they do. Um, so I do hope that they learn. If they can't afford uh, to hire yet, then it's really important that, that they learn the basics and they're willing yeah. to try new things. So just with different, um, with this pandemic, did you see a difference in um, the practices of our local SMEs? I mean, we can see now that customers have changed their buying behavior. They're now more using online. They're now using Food Panda. I mean, that's, that's a good thing for us because, you know, finally online payments, we can now pay online before yes. they had to do cash on delivery. Whenever I say cash on delivery to my, uh, to our U S clients are like, do you do that? <laughs> like, yeah, like it's, it's a thing. Like pizza, like pizza. <laughs> Yeah, so but now people, you know, have you seen those uh, other types of uh, changes in, beha uh, in behavior? Yes, definitely. Uh, a lot of our uh, clients before, so we do have some mid-range clients um, who, who never really even thought of online payments or online bookings, um, but now they're, they're slowly transitioning there. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, there are also some companies who weren't really hands-on with the, with the services that we offered. You know, they just let us be, they, they let us do what we want to do. But now, um, I think they appreciate the service more, which is why they realize where they fell short. 
like yeah. the materials, photos, you know, how difficult it is to get some uh, materials from clients. But now they're more active and yeah. they really make an effort to create content, take photos, take videos, uh, share it with us. Uh, they're also more open to exploring new features like Facebook Shop, um, Facebook Store rather. I yeah. think if this happened a year ago, they wouldn't have bothered. But now they proactively yes. ask us about this new feature that Facebook rolled out. So I'm really yeah. proud of them <laughs> that they, they, they notice things on social media now and they're willing to try it. Yeah, kind of in, in a way, if there's anything positive um, this pandemic you know, has brought us, especially the SMEs, it's the push to take online payments. I know there's still improvement with our banking system. Yeah. I know there's still a lot of to do there, but at least, you know, that that push to go online is is really, really positive. Um, another one, Jess, is um, can you tell us more about digital Davawenya? What is it? Is that different? Is that where your trainings are happening? Or what's the vision for digital Davawenya? Uh, digital Davawenya, I created it uh, just to establish my brand. Okay. So I, I know that CoffeeBot exists, but I think, uh, you know, as, as like the, the face perhaps of the company, I also yeah. needed to establish my own presence because you know how difficult it is to promote brands, um, yes. company brands. Uh, people won't like it because it's all about, you know, serious stuff. So yeah. that's when I realized that uh, maybe I needed to also create a persona on social media and that's where I share my everything <laughs> so yes. uh, I share stuff about coffee bot but then I also give tips um, there's also a, a peek into uh, my personal life and also my trainings so I mix everything there it's everything Davao and yeah. digital in my life yeah I mean I've, I've also um, I'm a follower there and I think I've you know I've gotten here tips here and there about um, Davao and your basically your insights on different things and different um, topics um, for in this uh, quote-unquote Emily in Paris stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of gives us a different perspective of, of everything so it's it's really really nice so what what you've done with Digital Davawenya um, congratulations thank you and I think, I think the last one is like any advice to entrepreneurs, especially in our industry, um, going through the pandemic right now? Well, the number one advice is always survival, right? Just, mm. just survive this period. Yeah. Uh, we, we also feel the same. I mean, we have, we have some clients that are having difficulty and we're doing our best to help them. Uh, my second advice is now that you're exposed to online stuff. I hope yes. that you consistently learn. Um, even if you're able to hire someone to do it, it's it's still very important for you to know the reason behind it. So maybe you're not doing the actual application of everything that, that's being done on your page, but you at least need to learn the the marketing behind it because it's it's your business. And um, I always tell our clients that your your brand it's not enough for you to just sell anymore uh yes. you need to be able to to create a persona for your brand your brand needs to have character and attitude in order to attract your audiences because if you figured out that you can market online 
other companies have also figured out that they can do yes. the same. And a lot of those are your competition. So for yeah. you to stand out, you really need to push extra hard right now. And um, the good news for them is that there are a lot of uh, resources and tools right now that can help them. So um, those companies have also really pushed a lot of features. Um, and these are the things that they can do. They can use a lot of those are free. Some yeah. are really cheap. So there's really nothing. Um, th there's no reason for them not to be able to take advantage of these things. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, digital marketing, I mean, is not just posting on Facebook, you know, just for the sake of posting. It's the persona telling a story. It's it's hard work. You know, a, lot, a lot of people think it's just, you know, making sure that you're posting on Facebook. It's 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 harder. And so what you're doing, helping entrepreneurs, SMEs, trying to, you know, build their brand and stuff like that, or how to start working online, you know, which you have an event coming up. Yes. Can you tell us more about that? Mindanao Goes Global, is that correct? Yes, yes. So we have Mindanao Goes Global. Um, there's one on November 4, so that's uh, targeting uh, job seekers to help them yes. find work online. Um, but then we also have Mindanao Goes Global for Businesses. So it's how nice. to bring your business online on November 11, so the week after uh, that focuses more on the tools that businesses can use for those who can't afford to you know hire agencies or virtual assistants so um, I'm still confirming the speakers but I'm hoping to be able to get a lot of online platforms that businesses can use in order to uh, promote their services or process their payments nice so if you if for all our listeners if you know any platforms or any brands that would like to partner during that event please you know, contact Jessica. I mean, so with that said, where can they reach you? Avail services for CoffeeBot or get access to your trainings, uh, you mm -hmm. know? So uh, if you're looking to hire a digital marketing agency, uh, then you go to CoffeeBot. Right? <laughs> yes. uh, if you're looking for a training, then you go to Digital Devoenia. Um, you know, the, both free and uh, paid uh, yeah. trainings. Uh, but I am going to launch my training platform very soon. So nice. uh, it's called Access Ed. I'm going to launch it um, when we also have uh, Mindanao Goes Global. So it's going to hold some free trainings that yeah. they can start with. And then for those who also want to specialize or those who really need some specific um, skills for their business yeah. or for their online work, they'll be able to get it there. So it's, it's Coursera-ish. So nothing, it's not just a, a screen record of someone talking. So yeah, uh, we're nice. trying to make it as interactive as possible to make learning more effective. And all of this is on Facebook, right? Um, CoffeeBot on Facebook, Digital yes. Devawenya on Facebook. And mm -hmm. your event, uh, Mindanao Goes Global, is that on happening on Facebook as well? Or are you going, is that Zoom? Yeah, it's, it's going to be both. So okay. yeah. So for, for those who are more comfortable on Zoom, then um, we have a room there, but then we're, we're also going to broadcast it on Facebook. But if you're a freelancer um, and you're attending the November 4th event, um, we are giving away some freebies. 
nice. in order for you to be able to to uh, be part of the raffle, you have to be registered. So we're going to give away a lot of stuff from from Pioneer um, Canvas, also giving away their Canva Pro. Nice. House. So that's that's pretty exciting. Nice. We love Pioneer. We love Canva. Glad that they're part of your event. So I think that we are just. Um, about it. I mean, if there's anything else you would like to add, Jess, please uh, let me know or let us know. And then we can, I will add it in the show notes. Um, so guys, please go through Digital Devil Wenya and CoffeeBot pages for all the updates for Jess. And with that said, Jess, thank you so much for doing this interview. Um, I look forward to the event and I want to join. I'm going to invite everyone to join there as well. And so yeah, uh, see you around and keep safe. And thank you so much for being on Disruptive Our Podcast. Thanks, Raj. I had a lot of fun. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Disrupt Devil Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share this podcast and the businesses we feature with a friend. And if you really love what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, rate and review. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. That really helps us get the best guests, improve the podcast. So we're serving you a podcast that you want to hear. So that's it for today. Have a great day. Day, stay safe, and I'll see you around. Mm-hmm.